everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast. All right, ready to get started, fellas? No. Also known as the Get, get yo. yo. Go ahead, Rohit. I can't do it. Shit! Together. Together. Yeah, there you go, my man. That was unplanned, but I feel like you guys, like, practiced that. Like, that was really good. You know, we're just, we're just like that. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio, you've got myself, Rohila. Glenn Rucks here. And Kyle Reed. we got a full house today. Glenn, how have you been, buddy? I have been tired. Tired. <laughs> very, very busy and tired. Well, I'm tired of your shit. Whoa, whoa. It's okay. You know, you can get your shit together. I'm doing my best, okay? <laughs> Four years and we're still working on getting it. Still working our, on it. Still working on it. Still working on getting it. But that's oh. what it's about. Daily growth. That's right. Well, well fellas, should we dive in? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, well, I thought hey. you said... No, I was going to say, well, yeah. Do you want to introduce the uh, topic this evening? Sure. Uh, so this episode came about when I found out recently that uh, a married couple that I know is going their separate ways. And uh, in terms of personalities, she is an owl. He's a monkey. Just to give a recap to those who aren't familiar with this. Uh, owls tend to be more analytical, so she's she's very analytical. You know, he could say one thing and she'll ponder on it for days. You know, thinking, okay, you know, how did he say it or how did he mean it or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a monkey, which means uh, you know he's serious conversation one second and then oh look a squirrel. So <laughs> she's talking about going to the library and, and reading books, and he's talking about going to nude beaches. So that's a little bit into their personality, but I found out recently that they are going their separate ways. And what's interesting is I have, I, knowing my personal <clears throat> development experience, you know, I'm friends with both of them. They would talk to me about what's going on in their life, but I never added any like, okay, here's what you need to do, or here's what they're really thinking or why they're behaving this way. Because I feel like that's overstepping. If they ask, more than happy to help you, but I don't want to, you know, give advice and stuff like that if it's if it's not asked for. And so neither of them asked. I didn't say anything, but I do know what's going on. And what's interesting is the reason why they essentially went their ways. He likes to have a good time. And if that means like having a beer with the boys, that's what he does. And the more complicated their relationship got, the more he would do that. And her being very analytical was, you know, I can't have conversations with you if you're drinking all the time and all that kind of stuff. And so she started getting set in her ways. He started getting set in his ways. They both were holding on to these beliefs, thinking that they were helping him. And in the end, those same beliefs are what ended up alienating him. And causing the relationship to fall apart. So what I want to do is explore how beliefs will alienate people in your life. 
it will alienate yourself. You can go from having a ton of friends to having no friends because of these beliefs that you're holding on to. And so before we, we dive in, I just want to do a kind of a quick overview on how we come up with our beliefs. So all of our beliefs are based off our past. And what they're for is we're trying to learn lessons from our past to prevent two things. And one of them is we're preventing getting hurt. And the second thing is we're preventing ourselves from looking foolish. So again, trying to avoid hurt and avoid looking foolish. Pride. Uh, Not so much pride. I, I... I'll, I'll touch on that in a second, but, okay. but I know what you mean, but but it's it's different than pride. Um, and and we hold on to those beliefs because we think that the past helps us based off our experiences. So we come up with these beliefs. Now here's the problem. We don't even know that our beliefs exist. So when people challenge us, we get defensive because we're like, hold on, you don't know. This is how it was growing up for me, or this is what I went through. Or, you know, you are from the outside looking in, you don't really know what it's like. All that's doing is showing how married to your beliefs you are. If you are not flexible with your beliefs and you are staying packed and and not flexible, not changing, what you're doing is you're alienating yourself. You're preventing yourself from new experiences And the thing is, we never question whether or not these beliefs are helping us or hurting us because we don't even know if they exist. Uh, A quick example, and then we'll kind of toss it your guys' way as as we kind of talk about this, is I know a person who was in or is in an abusive relationship verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally. And her mom also was in a very similar relationship. So when my friend was growing up, that's what she saw was my mom's being treated this way. This must be the way that a guy treats a girl. And that's how she learned to define what a relationship is. So now all of a sudden, if you have a guy who treats her like a queen, it doesn't make sense to her. She, she can't see it that way because growing up, she had this belief that love is supposed to be this way. And now all of a sudden she gets, you know, showered with, with love and affection and support. It doesn't make sense to her. And that's a belief that she formulated from her past that she is holding onto because she's preventing herself from getting hurt. Because if, if a nice guy comes in He's going to see I don't have real value, real worth. He's going to leave me brokenhearted. So it's best to even not let him in. And we have these beliefs that hold on to us, restrict us. And we pass it off by saying, you don't know what it's like. That's just the way that I am. That's just how I've always been. So with that, want to open it up to you guys. Um, and And kind of talk about your beliefs and your experiences in alienating you know what are some of the beliefs that you guys have had that you've held on to 
until you consciously are aware that, you know, by holding on to this, I'm losing a lot of the people that I want to surround myself by. Mm-hmm. So with that, there we go, fellas. Yeah, I think I'd like to unpack that a little bit more first, actually. Um, yeah, that was pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, and, and you covered a lot of things there. So one of the things I wrote down, right, is people talk about why do we learn history? We learn history because history repeats itself. So when you talk about our beliefs, um, our past has created our beliefs as a mechanism to help prevent from hurting ourselves, right? What did you say? To prevent from looking foolish, to prevent from... Uh, getting hurt. Being hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, so what do you mean by by looking foolish? Are you referring to like embarrassment? Glenn had mentioned that it has to do with pride. Mm-hmm. What, what can you expand on that? Yeah, so so with pride, pride comes from a sense of knowing oneself and believing in it so strongly that no one can knock you down. It's, it's something that you, you know, it could be positive. Like, you guys know me, I take great pride in this podcast. So right. you can say whatever you want, it's not going to affect me, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that's pride in one way. Another pride is, you know what? I'm the best podcaster there is. I've been on more episodes than, than both of you guys. Like, you know, I've been doing this. Like, the studio's at my house. Like, I, I know start to finish. Well, and, take it easy, buddy. You know, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, but that's a pride in itself. And so I think, Glenn, going back to what you were saying earlier, is which way are you taking it? If I'm taking it in a way where I put you guys down to to build myself up, then yeah, I'm doing that as a way that belief is alienating you guys. It's going to push you guys further away. You're going to lose interest in this. And before you know it, this podcast is going to fall apart. Yeah, I was definitely talking about the negative side of pride, not the positive. Yeah. And so, so these beliefs that we have will prevent us from getting hurt, which we can all kind of see, you know. Yeah, for sure. But you're great, and your your question's great. When it comes to looking foolish, what are some of those same beliefs? Think about this. What was it like the first time you asked out a girl? Right? Hmm. You were super nervous. You didn't want to well, do it. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was... Super awkward. And everything in you was telling you not to do it. And throughout your history, how many how many girls have you guys liked? that never even knew you liked them. Because you would think, if I talk to them, if they don't like me, I'm gonna look foolish. That's all fear-based. It's all fear-based. And so the one time you do, and a girl like laughs at you or whatever, or says, you know what, thanks Kyle, but you know. What's gonna like happen a, every time? You're like a brother to me. Friend zoned! <laughs> oh, brother is worse than friend zone, because you can fight and claw your way out of friend zone. It's been done. How many times have you done this, Rohit? There's been a couple times I was able to fight back out. (laughs) But when it comes to hearing the brother, that's the point of no return. There's no way you're coming back from that one. This reminds me of, this is a sidebar, but I'm going to share it anyway. It's the um, old Dave Chappelle skit when he says, girls have guy friends, quote unquote guy friends, and guys just have girls they haven't fucked yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like whoa he's like it's he's like it's true guys can't have girl friends just friends it's just girls you have especially in the eyes of the actual girlfriend right 
Yeah. Definitely not allowed. Crazy. Um, okay, so I think I think that makes more sense, right? So it's it's defense mechanisms that we that we yeah. create. So and because we grasp onto these things so tightly, we begin to alienate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is so? I, and maybe I'm just going to build off this pride thing that you mentioned here, Glenn. Is is it a part of it come from maybe a sense of wanting to build false pride? Because you don't want to surround yourself with anyone who doesn't believe the same things that you do. So you want to convince yourself that your beliefs are up on a pedestal, just like your podcast, right? Yeah. As, as, sorry, you as a podcast. You want to create this false image of yourself. Yeah, I mean, could maybe that be some of it, potentially? That's brilliant. Like creating a Napoleon complex of sorts. Yeah. So you decide... Who was average height for his time, by the way? Who's what now? He was average height for his time. <laughs> Five four. I think he was like five seven or something like that. Oh, okay. Or five six or something. He wasn't as short as me. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't as short as you. What is that? Is that the comparison? I think I'm taller than Sam though, aren't I? I think he might be five five and a quarter. That's what he is. Yeah. Oh shit. He's taller than you. I'm taller than my girlfriend. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're winning. It's all about perspective. Get yourself we a just we both look to see if we spike them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you oh, tell me we've been doing this for yeah. a while. Um, so that's kind of one thing I'm thinking, right? So, because people are grasping it so closely Mm. and it's almost like you create this belief as if it's something you manufactured, as if it's truly part of yourself, right? I mean, I think that someone's belief system is really part of themselves, right? So Glenn, you love to talk politics, right? I've been avoiding it for a few Weeks, but oh, there you go. Is your blood pressure stayed down? My blood pressure is actually pretty fine, thank you. See, very much. Yeah. Even, even when I'm talking politics. Oh, okay. Good mm, grief! No, can I get that on paper? Yeah. I don't know about that. I've seen yeah. the Facebook posts. My I blood pressure. While, you but... haven't seen the blood pressure when I was posting those. Trust me, I'm <laughs> pretty even. I'm just giving you shit. I definitely have my beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> so when we take a look at those things, right? I mean, I think that they're rooted really close to the heart, which creates, up front, it creates emotion rather than logic, right? And it's a loop, too, because you have these beliefs and you don't want to question them mm-hmm. because you've had these beliefs maybe your whole life. And by challenging your beliefs, what are you doing? You have the opportunity to look foolish. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you don't want to challenge your beliefs. You're challenging yourself. You don't want to believe you're wrong. Yeah. Right, because you don't want to hurt your pride. So that's where people get stuck. Hmm. And they're unable to have a conversation. Yeah. And this, I think, is similar to uh, episode 144, your episode, uh, Fake Finish Lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Creating this idea of a goal just to be able to get to something, right? Um. So the other thing with it, I think the other side of this is if your beliefs can be so easily swayed, what are they rooted in? Mm. Anything? Quicksand. Right? Yeah. I, I mean... Well, you have to have a firm foundation in anything you've got, but it's got to be based on reality. Yeah. Your reality? There's no such thing as your reality. There's, a, there's reality. I would, I would argue that. Uh, there is reality, and then there's your belief. 
And I think this is the perfect episode to argue that on. Mm-hmm. Because I think that your beliefs are your reality. And you don't see anything different because you believe them so strongly. It doesn't make it a reality, though. It just makes it your belief. It makes it exactly what you said, a reality. Because the statement, a reality, is assuming there's multiple realities. Not the reality. You said a reality, right? So subconsciously, you didn't even realize it. No, I said it doesn't make it a reality. Exactly. Which is saying it doesn't make it a reality. It's not reality. You can't tell that person that, though. Of course not. Because they have very strong beliefs and don't want to challenge their beliefs. So their beliefs are their reality. It's not a reality. It's just their beliefs. It is to them. And you can't tell them any different. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. (laughs) Again, that still doesn't make it their reality, though. How does it not? Because reality is a reality, period. What is is reality? It is the reality. It is real. It is understandable for everyone. Then how come everyone doesn't agree on it? Because your beliefs are stronger than that. That's why Mm -hmm. they allow you to alienate yourself. That's why we will never agree on that topic. Which is fine. I don't care to agree with you on it because I don't believe in your point of view, just like you don't believe in Agree mine. Agree to disagree. Well, right. And we have the intelligence to do so. Well, we're allowed to. <laughs> but I, I think that that very conversation yeah. is exactly why this happens. Right? Because you and I right now are agreeing that we'll, we'll likely take this to the grave. I haven't been given enough information to believe otherwise. Right? When right. we talk about reality, you say, no, there's only one reality. Well, I disagree. I think that there are many realities because a person's beliefs are so strong, their reality is not yours. Your reality is not theirs and vice versa, right? Because of their belief system, it prevents them from seeing things the way that you see things. And the way that you were brought up in your belief system prevents you from seeing things the way that they see things. So those, to me, are two completely different realities, right? And again, that belief is exactly what we're talking about here today. When I think that sort of stronghold on something, um, like uh, whatever it was that had these two individuals separate recently, they're taking that to the grave. They're unable to have a discussion about that, to see one another's point of view. That's that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think it's important for people to realize is their major beliefs in life, you know, such as religion or, or things like that, you know. Um, but there are also minor things and how easy it is to create these beliefs. And, and a belief is something that you do without even thinking. Or, a, you know, something that, that keeps you from doing something. And here's, here's a quick belief in, in how easily beliefs are made. When we first started this, this podcast, I was the only one that hugged. You know, everyone else, you know, traditional guys like, okay, you know, catch you guys later, you know, a shake of the hand. And I brought, okay, well, you know, you guys can do that, but, but I'm going to hug. And we've been doing that for so long now. That now when when we exit outside, when it's time to go, we just naturally hug each other. You guys do it without thinking about it. It's just that's tradition now. A, another 
we could have another guy who comes in as a guest. Uh, Kevin, for example. Kevin just joined the podcast recently. He wasn't used to hugging guys and knowing that that's something that we did at the end of this podcast. And again, it wasn't consciously done that way. I'm a hugger. I hug both of you guys. It was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll hug you guys goodbye. That just kind of became a thing. It happened without us consciously thinking about it. Without us consciously thinking about it, we created a belief that at the end of a podcast, we, we hug when we say goodbye. It's not something that we think about. It just happens. But there is a belief now that we have. Hmm. And I think that's important to know is we're not talking about like major beliefs that will, you know, completely alienate people out of your life. It could just be simple things like that. It's just something you know to be true now. Yeah. It's it's not even up for debate. And one of the one of the things that I think is so important is you always have to take a look at yourself and say, where are my beliefs alienating people? And I had to do that when I started realizing I'm losing people in my life. There were once a lot of people in my life. Now there aren't so many. So instead of saying external forces, okay, well, they're married now or, or they moved or, you know, whatever, I look inside. What am I doing to create this? And one of the things that I realized and... I've been friends with both of you guys for a long time, and I'm sure you guys have felt this way about me as well. Personal development is, is my life. But it started to define who I was so much so that when people would, when we would just do something simple as going bowling, somehow I'd find a way to bring in personal development. And if you're always talking about goals and stuff like that, and and you're around somebody who's who's always talking about hustling and, getting ahead in life and, and you're not feeling that you're just content with life you're not going to be likely to hang out with them anymore and so i think that's important is you have to take a look at where are your beliefs alienating people you know if you if you see people not in your life as they once were what are you doing hmm. people that you want to be in your life specifically what you're saying uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Not necessarily in your circle of influence. Because some people should not be in your life. Should not, they yeah. You should probably, probably make that happen. We're not condoning you keep those people in your life. Yeah. Okay. But, but beliefs are easily made. Glenn and I started going to the movies because there was a... Uh, there were a couple, That was when... I, I don't know what was coming out around that time. But there were there was a summer where there were a bunch of great movies. And we were, were like, hey, let's go see a movie. Star let's invite Wars. everyone... And sure enough, when we first started doing these movie events, there'd be 20 people. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got pictures of us standing in front of, like, 20 people going out. And then little by little, people just, you know, oh, I can't make it this week or I'll see you next week. It wasn't even little by little. It eventually was, like, just whole chunks of the group yeah. not showing up. And group the, dwindled from 20 to 10 to 5, then 2. And then we just got to a point where, like, you know. We're not even inviting him. Yeah. And that's how Glenn and I started going to the movies. Mm -hmm. We both enjoyed um, getting snacks as well. He gets his snacks. I get my snacks. We go to a movie. Here's a belief that, that I created. Going to the movies now and getting snacks is a part of the overall movie experience. It's not an add-on. So when I take a look at the prices of popcorn, I don't think, wow, that's expensive. It's just a part of the overall experience. experience for me now because mm -hmm. that's the belief that I created 
So for me to go to the movies and not have snacks feels amazingly awkward. Hmm. Oh, when was the last time that you don't went believe to you can go to the movie without snacks? Yeah. No. See, and that's how beliefs happen. Hmm. They're just little things. Like I think that's so important for for the audience to know. Is they're just little things. Mm-hmm. Let's rewind a little bit the alienate piece because less and less people started to come. Yeah. But I don't see I don't see that as uh, I, I don't see your belief as a root cause for alienation there. Yeah, I mean I I here's why. Um you guys know that I'll I'll go run, right? I may not run for a long time and then someone will say, Hey Kyle's a half marathon this weekend. Can you pace it? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I'll go and I'll do it, right? And on some of these special runs, other friends have come with me and gone for a run. Um, I don't I don't think that it's my beliefs that I'm alienating myself that they're not coming with me. It's just, it's not their thing. Mm-hmm. So they came with me on a run that was important to them, whether the, the particular event, right? It's like a rock and roll event. It's a huge race. There's bands all over the place. There's like 30,000 people that run it, wherever city you're in. It's usually really, really huge. So they went to do that just as part of the experience, just to do it. But it's not something they do. So could that be the same case in this movie scenario? Where maybe that movie that came out was something that all these people wanted to see. It was a broad movie that had large mass appeal. And they were like, okay, I want to go to a movie with a big group. That's to them, that was part of the experience, going to a movie with a big group, but they're not really people who like to go to movies all the time. Yeah. Do you think that's part of it? Yeah, and in that scenario, I was just pointing out how, how beliefs can be formed easily. Without, oh, got it. Okay. You know, so I wasn't necessarily looking at that as, got it. here's okay. what Glenn and I were doing to alienate Alienate the group. Okay, okay, got it. That was how I read it at first. I was kind of like, okay, well, let's unpack that. Like, is that really? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. But, you know, like, we, the three of us have a lot of friends in common. Mm-hmm. If when we get together, if all we do is talk about the podcast, that's going to be alienating people. Mm-hmm. But if, and this is why we always talk about it's so important for the three of us and, and now Kevin to to spend time outside of the studio. Because if we don't, every time we get together, it's going to be nothing about the po- nothing but the podcast. Yeah, we only associate ourselves with the podcast. So that becomes a belief that we have. I only mm-hmm. see you as the podcast. I only see you as the podcast. And I... I don't want that. And you guys said, you don't want that. Mm-mm. So that's why that's important. So we don't alienate oh, ourselves. wings, baby. Yeah. got to go there again. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, one more thing on the movie thing. Do you think that you, Glenn or Rohit, could have created a belief that people don't want to come to the movies with you? So you stopped inviting them? I don't know so much about that. Um, we'd invite them. They'd say they're interested in going. They'd just not show up. Mm-hmm. So, um, What belief um, was created there? Well, for us, it was, well, we can't count on these people. So why okay. invite them? So we can't count on these people. It's more work for me to invite them in a way to hear back and hold off buying tickets than it is to just say, hey, who cares? We're going to buy tickets. We're, We're just going to go and enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's good. You know, it's funny is Emily had a Emily and I had a very similar conversation uh, yesterday or the day before about this cruise we're going on. Um, one of the dining things that's included in the 
complimentary, they call it, quote-unquote complimentary, is the main dining room, right? There's like three or four levels of it, and they got some pretty good-looking food on there, actually. And we were like, okay, well, what we don't want to happen is where we get sick of the food, and it's just kind of like, whatever. We want to have like a good meal. And I'm like, okay, well, should we schedule a dinner then? You know, and she's like, yeah. And we talked about, okay, should we talk to our friends? Because there's like eight or ten people going on this on this cruise, right? Like, okay, well, we can. And while we talk to our friends, we're going to be waiting to see what time works for everyone. And it goes a bunch of back and forth. Or if we know this is something we want to do, we can just say, hey, let's pick a day. Let's pick a time. This is what we're doing. Hey, guys. And we and I are going to go eat dinner in the main dining area because you have to schedule a time to go eat here and it takes like an hour and a half two hours it's like a long multi-course big right. meal right at a <clears throat> fancy style dining room mm-hmm. here or whatever um so that was kind of the same decision that we made hey we want to do this this is the time that we're going to do it this is when we're going guys do you want to come and make a reservation as well but we don't want to wait because we created a belief that it's gonna be like herding cats and they'll be unreliable, or they may not want to do the same thing that we want to do. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, I, I guess I think we do create beliefs in a lot of instances, and don't even really think about it at all, and just move forward. So it can be something as large as something on a religious or political scale, or something mm-hmm. as small as a movie. One of the things that I thought of while we were talk about this Glenn well, when was the last time that we put together a big movie night we haven't no it's been years see and there's a belief that we created like Kyle was saying was that no one else wants to go see a movie with us and that's a belief that we've held on for how many years now I think it was for the Lego movie yeah because you guys have, I actually went to the Lego movie with you guys mm-hmm. it's at Federal Way so I know we got that wonderful boy band picture yeah we're hot um <laughs> Because now that you say this, I've heard both of you say this multiple times. Nobody comes to movies with us anymore. Yeah. So you guys are taking that belief to the grave the same way that Emily and I discussed that it's too hard to wrangle our friends together. Wow. Did we all just kick ourselves in the balls? We did a little. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, though. To recognize those things, right? And so I think now I'm seeing as well how small they can be, but also how big they can be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something so grand as, again, a, a political or religious belief, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think someone's beliefs are so far off the spectrum of your reality, let me use that term, Glenn, your reality, that you can't <laughs> even be friends with them. Um, doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. Uh, Hey, Kyle, I still love you even though you don't agree with me. You know what? I still think you're wrong because you don't agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That's a Democrat right there. Ah, Got him. him. (laughs) Good shit, good shit. Well, gentlemen... I think that's what we got, man. As we wrap up this week, what uh, you guys got anything else to unpack on this one? Not really, not on my side. Um, I just have uh, four, <laughs> four, 
podcast episodes that you may want to listen to. Four. That are kind of related. Who, One. Who are they by? Uh, they're by the GYST podcast. The GYST podcast crew? Get out of town. Oh, I've, heard, I've heard of them. They're pretty fancy. These they are the are episodes you want to listen to. 103, Emotional versus Intellectual Beliefs. Uh, 141, Mastering Your Emotions. 144, False Finish Lines. And the previous week's one, 179, Challenging Your Beliefs. Challenging Your Beliefs. My man. Listen to those. Check them out, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in this week to the GYSE Podcast, the home of your favorite podcast. Get your shit together. You have been listening to your man Kyle Reed. Glenn Rocks here. And Kyle Reed. And Rohit Rohila. Appreciate it, y'all. See you next week. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 